In conjunction with Deep Experience Revival Level, introduce to you God's Word with simplicity and power, which is able to save and give you eternal inheritance through God's servant, Pastigo Colopring. God bless you as you listen. Lord, we ask you today, cause your word to come our way. Heal the sick. Everyone appointed to death, to Lord, let it be cancelled. We ask you today, open the eyes of the blind. Lord, speak to our soul. Speak to our soul. Let your word not drop on our head. Let it get into our souls. In the name of Jesus. Bless every life here. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And somebody shout a better amen. Hallelujah. Today, we have to get to what God is saying to us. This evening again, trusting him, leaning on his strength for him to see us through and for me to deliver his counsel as I ought to make it known to his people. Now, yesterday, you remember, we stopped somewhere. We started discussing about our inheritance in Christ Jesus. Our inheritance in Christ Jesus. Why God started speaking to us the first day opening our eyes to see the tricks of the wicked, whom he had already told us that his work is wickedness, is full of tricks, is full of games. He don't want the people to be blessed. He don't want them to see the inheritance of their father. Hallelujah. He don't want them to see the inheritance of their father. And God, by his great mercy and help, began to show us this inheritance of the Lord which he has in stock for us. That he didn't just call us. For we to be praying. For we to be fasting. That the essence of Christ dying for us. Is that God's program and purpose. Is that he don't want to have Jesus alone as his son. God's intention is that he want to have many other children. Many other children. Not only Christ as his son. He don't want Christ also to be the only one that will inherit all the blessings of the Father. So Jesus' death is not actually for you to be praying and fighting and struggling. Jesus' death is for you to see what God has finished for us and brought us into it. For we to settle down there and become his children indeed here on earth. So the death of Christ is not all these troubles we have seen. And until we understand this truth, we'll keep struggling. We'll keep struggling. We'll keep struggling. In fact, you will not rejoice being a Christian. You will not celebrate being a Christian. You will not rejoice and say, yes, I have found that which man has lost. Anytime Jesus found you, you have found that which man has lost. We don't need any other thing. Want just a better understanding, it is over. Now today, I will show you the first inheritance that activates the one that everybody wants. There is the inheritance that everybody runs for. Things like this, car, television. This is the one most of the people go to church for. This is the inheritance and that's why yesterday... As I was saying it when we finished, we got back home. This morning, God tapped me and said, my son, let's not make mistake. Hear very well. He said, let's not make mistake. Remember, they need to know what this inheritance is. They need to know. So what I am here to show you is what the inheritance is. These are all the implication of the inheritance. That's what you don't know that makes everything not work. It's understanding that makes the difference. May you understand what I'm saying today. If you can understand it, it makes a world of difference in your life. 
you are not called to pursue this. I am not pursuing this. They are just addition. When you understand what your inheritance is in Christ, a perfect understanding makes all the difference. Perfect understanding. Perfect understanding. And that's what the devil don't want. He don't want any man to understand. First Peter chapter 1 verses 3 and 4. I began to show you this. We are here first to see what are the inheritance. They are not perishables. Not perishables. Oh, it's unfortunate. It breaks my heart what we are seeing in the church. What they present to the people of God as the inheritance. And that's why they are losing everything. That's why they are losing everything. Why they are losing everything is because they have not shown them what the inheritance is. And look at what the Bible said. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy had begotten us again. Verses 4. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that faded not away, reserved in heaven for you, for me, an inheritance that is not corruptible. I think another is not perishable. He said an inheritance that is not perishable. Is there anything here that is not perishable? Please, is there anything in this place or in this world that is not perishable? So we need to know which inheritance is he talking about. He said, we are talking about this one inheritance. That whenever any man understands it and gets that inheritance, that is the inheritance that makes every other thing come to you without struggle. Without struggle, without struggle, without fasting and praying every day and struggling every hour. He said, there is an inheritance that's perishable. That's my understanding about this. There is that inheritance that's not perishable. So we need to know that inheritance that's not corruptible, that cannot be defied, that can fade. Which inheritance is that inheritance? We need to know. Which inheritance is that inheritance? And we're going to study a little now. We'll study. To know that inheritance. Hallelujah. In no such inheritance, we don't call it anything. We look down on those inheritance, what we call inheritance is car. Because your pastor tells you, you are the one that will carry the next jeep. And you jump up and shout and say, Amen. He says, so a seed for that to be accomplished. You came out immediately and dropped the seed and said, Lord, I claim it. Is anybody that wants to tap to that, join him. And you join them. That is perishable inheritance. After two years, the knot of the cast will begin to drop. The paint color will begin to change. The tires will begin to lose value. It's not the inheritance the father wants to give to his children. Now listen, if that is the inheritance, the world will tell us, shut up and get away with your Jesus. They will tell us, shut up. Get away with your Jesus. You don't have anything. And God began to say, let my people know what this inheritance is. So that their heart can quickly return to that which is not perishable. And what is number one? Number one is the forgiveness of sin. Say no one can forgive sins except God. No one on earth can ever forgive your sins except him. Except Christ. Until the children of God see that forgiveness of their sins is an inheritance we obtained in Christ Jesus which no man would have given to us. The Bible said all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We are all heading to hell. There's nobody that would have saved us except that Jesus walked in and said let that for them. And his blood became the cleansing power for all of our sins that God could say 
because of you, I forgive whatever sin they have committed. I mean people who have been killing people over the years, like Apostle Paul who studied, who have been killing people. How can you tell somebody that he finished committing all the sins, killing people, stealing people's property, and do all those things? And you are telling me that God has forgiven him. I said, that is where they fail to understand this grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that is what many of us make light of. We joke with that. Don't you see, in the days of Moses, anyone that kills should die? If you kill somebody, the law said you should die. The Bible said, tooth for what? What does it mean? If you kill somebody by sword, they should kill you by sword. And you know many of us sitting here. Huh? If God bring our paper where he brought us from, and they begin to write the atrocities we have committed, hey, everybody will get up here and jump. If God should bring the paper of our sins and present it here, Amaka, on the Teresa on the 14th, John on the 15th, Augustine on the 17th of November, you committed abortion. And you kill five. You are supposed to do what? Die. And there's nobody that will save you. Nobody, nothing to talk about. You go and die. But because of Jesus, because of Jesus, he said, no, they are not going to die. Let me die for them to live. Don't play with that. It's an inheritance we got in Christ that the world cannot give to us. The world cannot give you the inheritance of forgiveness of sin. The only one that can forgive your sins is Christ. No matter the gravity. Look at people who have killed people. I saw a man in network news. The man came out. He was rejoicing. He said, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And the NTA people were interviewing him. He said, sir, even if police people or the government comes to arrest me now, and they kill me, and I die, I am satisfied. I have found Jesus inside the prison. Where they kept me, I was about dying. Jesus met me there and said, I have forgiven all your sins. I'm an armed robber. We are the one that stay at highway. We shoot aside. We kill mother, kill brother, kill sister, kill children. The man said, these things you are saying, are you not afraid? He said, I'm not afraid. Jesus has forgiven me. Can somebody shout hallelujah? You have an inheritance of forgiveness of sin. Rejoice every day. Rejoice every day. It's not because you are smart. It's not because you have not committed any sin. It's not because I have not committed any sin. We are supposed to die for the sins we have committed. But look at the blood of Jesus. Look at the man of Calvary who cries every day and says, No, Father, there is an inheritance they have in me. Their sins must be forgiven. For anyone who comes to me, their sins will be forgiven. No matter the gravity of the sin, no matter what he has committed, it's a mystery that the world cannot understand. The world cannot believe it. The world said it's not true. We disagree. It's not possible. Jesus said it is possible to all that ever come to me. Can somebody say amen? Is somebody saying amen? This inheritance is more than car. It's more than houses. It's more than anything you can think of. No one can give you that. Except Jesus. No one can give you that except Jesus. No one can forgive that dangerous sin except Christ. Many sins were committed that nobody knew. I went for a meeting. By the time the meeting is finishing, I left the place. I came to my office. The pastor called me after some days. Sir, there is a problem. I said, what is the problem? Who is causing it, me or you? He said, there is a problem. After the meeting, a woman came to me. I don't know what to tell her. The woman told me that her last child is not the husband that impregnant her. How do we handle the situation? Now she has been convicted. She has repented. 
she has been crying all the days and say god why is my life like this how did my life turn upside down i told the pastor i say allow the same jesus who convicted her he will convict the husband too the marriage will not scatter but she will not hide it anymore relax we'll give it to jesus who knows everything for christ has forgiven her in such atrocity if it's you will you forgive if it's you they come and tell you this one is not from is from what will you say you say i'm coming nobody will tell the woman to go because by the time you're coming back you're coming with collapse she will run and go but that's what jesus did for us that's what jesus did for us that in all sorts of atrocities some of us when we're being convicted we lie down we are crying tears was rolling down lord i have committed 10 abortions lord i have killed people lord my hands are stained with blood jesus never ran away he stood there he said i know that's why i shed my blood i have washed away all things come back to me you are my son you are my daughter can you shout jesus you are lord it's an inheritance you can't forget it's an inheritance you'll always hide in your heart every day the world cannot give it out they don't have it they can't give it to you the world can't give it to you the world can never give you that inheritance matthew chapter 1 verse 21 his name shall be called jesus for he will save his people from their sins he came to save us from any kind of atrocity any kind of sin you might have committed once you come he will always say my blood is here he will sure and set you free it's an inheritance in christ are we saying amen are we saying amen romans 4 6 to 8 hallelujah even as david also described it the blessedness of the man unto whom god imputed righteousness without works yes go to seven saying Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Verses 8. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. So God sees that man as a blessed man even while the whole world is condemning him. Even while everybody is saying he did this, he did that. If you know it, you'll be rejoicing and say how marvelous how wonderful you'll be thinking this is what christ can do for me alone only him can do it only him can do it for john chapter 1 verse 9 so see that as an inheritance today nobody wants you to know it the devil don't want you to know it what he wants you to call inheritance is that piece of land in your father's house that has killed 20 persons and you are putting your head and say my head will be there too it's no inheritance i have a father in heaven i know that the inheritance reserved for me will be so huge why you fight in the village with your brothers is because you don't know they start poisoning each other brothers and sisters will not be going the same direction because you don't understand may the lord deliver somebody here i say may the lord deliver somebody here if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, no matter the sin. I mean no matter the sin. No matter the sin. Even if you have killed somebody through the person inside well and nobody knows, you came out and do like this. Even if it's your mother you killed, even if it's your father you killed and you have repented, you gave your life to Christ, you repent genuinely. I tell you the truth, you have been forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. It's an inheritance. And the devil don't want anybody to know that. Do you know there are people who kept condemning themselves until they die? There are people who kept telling themselves, now nah, this sin I committed, nobody can forgive me. Hi, Chineke. Are you God? He has shown you his standard. So the first inheritance is the forgiveness of our sins. Hallelujah. He cleanses us from every unrighteousness. He saved us from Satan, 
forgive our sins hallelujah and save us from every form of unrighteousness can we say amen please can we say amen do you appreciate that inheritance that's why i never give the devil any chance he can't condemn you can we say amen the second inheritance which is very interesting another inheritance is god himself is our inheritance hallelujah god himself is our inheritance psalm 16 verses 5 to 6 the lord is the portion of my inheritance and of my cup thou maintainest my lord verses 6 the lines have fallen unto me in pleasant places yea i have a goodly heritage that heritage is not car is not house it's not all these things that heritage is not certificate it is god 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 as your inheritance god as your inheritance god that the wicked is struggling to collect from you god is your inheritance you must guide him against every devil that want to collect him from you you must guide god unfortunately many of us are losing god for one thousand many of us are losing god for biscuit many of us are losing god for one night pleasure Many of us are losing God for nonsense, useless things. Certificate. We are losing God. We are losing God for football. We are losing God for clubs. We are losing God for all manner. We are losing God for certificates. Losing God for everything. Do you know that if you get those things, if you lose him, eventually you will still lose them. Because it's God that attracts them. It's God that attracts them to a man. What attracts riches to a man is God. Look at the man called Joseph. In Genesis 39, have you studied the man called Joseph in Genesis 39? We have a goodly heritage. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt. And Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites which had brought him down thither and the lord was with joseph and he was prosperous man and he was in the house of his master the egyptian verses three and his master saw that the lord was with him and that the lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand that's what and joseph found grace in his sight and he served him and he made him overseer over his house and all that he had he put into his hand how the lord was with him as a slave he carried the lord to egypt he became chapter in the midst of the egyptians both the ones that went to school a man that carries god you can't joke with him if god becomes your portion prosperity no choice than to be following you you don't need to start teaching people 24 principles of prosperity. The 24 principles of prosperity is useless. It's one principle. God is your portion. God being with you. God being with you. Did Joseph do anything? Did he do anything? Midnight prayer? Summit for wealth. Summit for this. Did you hear it? That's where they are confusing everybody. They are confusing people everywhere. Instead of focusing them on keeping their inheritance. Of keeping their inheritance. God, Jehovah, is my own inheritance. My problem is whenever I miss God. My problem begins whenever I miss God. My problem starts. My problem starts immediately. So your next inheritance is Jehovah. Is the great I am that I am. The Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ. Joseph was carrying him as a slave. He entered Egypt with slippers. No barefoot. He entered Egypt with pants. He entered Egypt with chains on his hand as a slave. They match him. They match him. But they never knew his carrying the prosperity. That their prosperity is inside this man. By the time he got there, a slave became the king. A slave became the king. In a strange land. 
Children of God, stop these games. Stop joking. Stay with God. He's your inheritance. We are losing God for cheap sex. We are losing God for money. Pastors stay here to call for offering God did not call for. He's jumping up and down to build what God did not ask him to build. I will not build what God asked me not to build. So our inheritance number two is God. It's God. Refuse to lose God for anything. Refuse to lose God for food. Learn to stay with your husband when it's only water. Tell him let's guide God. Let's not do the wrong thing. Let us not lie. Let us not cheat. God is our portion. He will send us help. Learn to stay with your God. Don't let one little young man come and flash one little thing. And he starts smiling like somebody who loses not. He just flashed one phone. He said, I don't know if you have a phone. I don't know if you have a phone. You don't know anything. And that is how you see children of God failing. A little pressure, they will fail. A little pressure, they will succumb. They never knew why the devil is bringing the pressure. It's for them to lose their inheritance, God. He knows that once they lose God, it is over. They might say, we have car, we have land, we have this. As of that moment, you have lost everything. And we saw Joseph that carried God. He's not moved. Potiphar's wife came and pursued him. The Bible said the eyes of Potiphar's wife was on him. Because he was beautiful. Not even handsome. Beautiful. And every day as he's passing, he said, Hi. My wife. Jojo. Can I test this guy? Even if it's one night. And she kept on following him. And that day, when she discovered nobody was around. Because every evil must happen in the dark. When she discovered nobody was around, he went and said, Today, not today, I grab you. If you know, I go shout. I go shout. I'll see you rape me. The boy said, Shout, oh. The highest thing is that it will bring me into prison. Let me carry him to the prison. If Jehovah wants to go to prison, go. You see what he would do in the prison. And when they carried him to the prison, what happened there? It was from the prison that God took him to the palace. There are certain prisons you have dodged with my youth that would have been your palace. There are certain prison experience you refuse in your work with Christ that would have been your palace. You do while you're quick. Some of you, God wanted you to repeat in school. You quickly give bribe. And quickly do one thing, turn so that you can stay back and finish and come out with AAs. God said you have missed, you have missed it. You have missed it. You have missed it. If you fail in exam, repeat. It is God. Don't do barawo. Don't do ayo. Don't be a parent that give bribe and buy special center card to special center your children to a wrong place. And destroy their destiny in Christ. Making them to lose God. Making them to lose God. God is your inheritance. Not car. Not house. Not anything. Only God. The next inheritance you have. Is the adoption as God's children. Adoption as God's children. Adoption as God's children. For John chapter 3 verse 1. Behold what manner of love the father has based upon us that we are called the children of God. He didn't say that we are rich. He didn't say that we have car. He didn't say that we have house. Behold what manner of love the father has based upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not because they knew him not. That's why when Jesus came the greatest offense that Jesus committed was that he said, I'm the son of the living God. The offense of Jesus 
There's no other thing Jesus did. The only offense why they killed him is that he said, I am the son of God. They say, see you. Being a man, making yourself equal with God, a man making himself equal with God, the world can never understand what we are talking about. The world can never partake where we are coming from. This is the mystery that we have seen in Christ Jesus. We are talking about the mystery that brought you into this inheritance. It's not a little thing that you are a child of God. It's never a little thing. It's not a little matter that you are a child of God. <laughs> it's not a little matter at all. Can you imagine when somebody say I'm child of a president? You can imagine when they say I'm child of just a governor. You can imagine when they say somebody's child of okay dangote. In the sight of men, there's weight there. Is it not true? In the sight of men, automatically they attach weight to it. They begin to read a lot of meanings. But when you say to them, a child of God, they say, child of God, forever. Child of God again. The reason is because we don't understand. Even we does not understand. But go to the people that understood that. They know what it means to be a child of God. Now, it's important to understand. He said, they don't know us. That's why they are misbehaving anyhow. They don't know that, hey, we have inherited God. We are children of God. There are things you don't do with them. There are ways you don't treat them. They don't know that. That this ones, this ones. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. The Bible said they move from nation to nation. God suffered no man to do them wrong. He reproved kings for their sake and saying, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. And among them, he raises prophets. Why you are afraid is because you are not even sure whether you are a son or a daughter. You are not even sure. You don't even know where you belong. You don't even know where you belong. For some of us, look at our legs. Behold what manner of love the Father has based upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Not that we hacker, not that we're a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer, not that we're a governor, a president, no matter what you think you are, it cannot be compared with being a child of God. It cannot be compared with being a child of God. I will show you the implication. John 1 verses 12. As many as received him to them gave you power to become the children of God. But later you pick the scriptures, you can take it adoption as God's children. 2 Corinthians 6, verses 18. In that 2 Corinthians, he said, I will be a father unto you. You shall be my sons and my daughters. So God is our father. God is our father. God is our father. If you have received Jesus as your Lord and your personal Savior, in truth and in spirit, if he had delivered you from your sins, saved you from the power of Satan, to serve the living God, translated you from the kingdom of darkness, into the kingdom of his dear son, the power of the devil being destroyed over your life, you receive forgiveness of sin. Listen, you are a child of God. You are a child of God. I will say in amen. The next thing again is eternal life. Say eternal life. That is an inheritance. It's an inheritance in Christ. It's an inheritance in Christ. John chapter 3 verse 16. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have car. I didn't see one. But have house. But whosoever believed in him should not perish but have what? It's an inheritance. The world can never have that inheritance. They can never, no matter what they do. They can never, if they lie, let them put their head on the ground. And come to the church, give all the money they like. And serve everywhere. Eternal life is not for them. Eternal life is only for the children of God. The redeemed. Those who have repented of their sins. He gives them eternal life. He gives them eternal life. John 10 verses 28. You can write down Luke 18, 18. Then John 3 verses 15. John 10, 28. Then you give me John 3, 15 also. And I give unto them eternal life. And they shall never perish. 
Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. I keep them eternal life. I keep them eternal life. And they shall not perish. Neither shall any man pluck them from my hand. I give them eternal life. I pray today that you will not lose eternal life. I pray that you will not lose life everlasting. I pray that no hell, because of the thing they are flashing, that will make you to lose everlasting life. You will not lose eternal life because of hunger. You won't lose it because of nakedness. You won't lose it because your children are not going to school. If they are not going to school, let them stay at home. When money comes, God will leave them. They will pass the people. Who have been going to school. But don't lose life everlasting. John 3.15 That whosoever believed in him. Should not perish. But have what? Everlasting. So it's an inheritance that God don't have. And this is the inheritance God wants us to know. You see this one I'm saying is hidden. Once you see there's no food enough in the house. No money to pay school fees or house rent. What turns your mind? You put your hand on your head. You quickly forget all the inheritance that you have. May God cause you to open your eyes today. I want to say that one of the major things that confuses us is that this inheritance I'm talking about, they are invisible but yet real. They look invisible but yet they are very real. And that is what is confusing many people because they feel that this inheritance is not visible. They are very, very real. They are very, very real. Is somebody saying amen? May your eyes be open to see the wealth of inheritance that you have in Christ. In the name of Jesus. What is the implication of all this? We talk about the sealing of the Holy Ghost. Which is one of the inheritance. And I will tell you the reason why he seals us with the Holy Ghost. So that he can tell you that every inheritance he gave to you is realistic. You can realize it. It's touchable. It's handleable, it's takeable, it's not a story, it's not a joke, it's not a joke, it's not a story. So he had to see us with the Holy Ghost. I'm coming there. But look at again Psalm 24, verse 1. Psalm 24, verse 1, Psalm 115, verse 16. These are the two scriptures we'll see. Then we'll go to that one and round up. Psalm 24, verse 1, the implication of all this. All of this inheritance we have called now, whenever you understand that and walk in the consciousness of it, look at what happens. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Now, what is the implication? Who owns the heaven and the earth? God. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. When you understand what I taught you today and focus on that, listen, your father that owns all those things will begin to use it to serve you. Listen, our father that owns all these things that the whole world pursue, all these things that the whole world is dying for, all these things that everybody is killing people for, climbing people for, it belongs to our father. The owner is your father and my father. You'll be a foolish and a foolish son for somebody to bring car and do like this, you follow the car. You'll be a foolish son and a foolish daughter, I disgrace your father for one little girl to come and do like this, do like this, you follow her. Or one little man will come and do like this and do like this, you follow him. For the art is the laws and the fullness thereof. Everyone that lives here on earth, governors, president, all of them belong to him. They all belong to him. Our heart should be at rest, keeping our inheritance, knowing that when we keep this inheritance, you see all these things, I see them as nothing. My father asked them to me. My father asked them to me. My father asked them to me. Your father begin to add them to you. That's why our brother Matthew called that revelation. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God 
and his righteousness. It's all these things is an addition. Leave those things. They will be added. Because the owner is your father. There's nothing that I have that my children ask for that I won't give to them. So ordinarily, all these things you see unbelievers flashing, they are just mercy that God flashed. That they enjoy him. And that God is your God. That God is your father. Do you know it's the greatest disgrace for a child of God to be hanging at the gate of unbelievers? Waiting for the unbeliever to wake up from bed so that you can ask for help. What a disgrace! I live in the consciousness of whose son I am. God is my father. For the earth is the loss and the fullness thereof. Everyone that lives here on earth belong to him. So why should you fear them? Do you need to fear the people living here on earth? When the one that controls them is your father. When they decide to kill you this night, your father sees them. It's not the responsibility of me, I know, to start struggling for myself. When the Bible said the art is the loss and the fullness thereof, it's my father that owns everything. Then I should think well. I should think well. I should package myself well. I should behave well. I should stop misbehaving. There are people that you fear today, but they are not our class. If you ask God, God will tell you, they are not your class. Not minding their office. They are not your class. Stop going there. There's a time I used to misbehave. Misbehaving, number one. I will go and sit down and be waiting for somebody. And one day God called me and asked me, who are you waiting for? <laughs> what do you want from him? What is that you want from the man? That you can sit down here that was when he started speaking to me. He said, he that is in honor and knoweth not is like the beast that perish without understanding. That was the word that delivered me from nonsense. He that is in honor and knoweth not is like the beast that perish without understanding. From that day, anytime I wanted, I said, no. He that is in honor and knoweth not is like the beast that perish without understanding. Children of God, you are in honor. The implication is that your father owns everything. Can you keep in good relationship with your father? You can imagine any of your son that started misbehaving. The problem is that we misbehave. We don't want to settle with our father and make him glad. Any good father will always bless the child that makes him glad. He will always bless the daughter that makes him glad. Anytime your children make you to be angry, if they are talking about school fees, school fees what? You have nothing to learn there. This way your behaving is terrible. Because of their attitude. But when that child, the child that makes you happy, what do you do? Anything they say they need, you will provide. Trust. You can even borrow to provide. Trust. That is the problem we are having with God. We don't see God as enough inheritance. Because we don't understand the implication. So stop pursuing things like this. Stop pursuing things. Stay with God. Those things should do. I followed God to the point that I discovered these things are truth. Change your mentality. In your walk with the Lord. And see the best of your father. Hallelujah. What is the next inheritance as we begin to round up? The next inheritance is the sealing of the Holy Ghost. The sealing of the Holy Ghost. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13 and 14. At this stage, I want to beg you. You see all these things we are saying. This one is so important. Hallelujah. This one I'm talking about now is the greatest of it all. The Holy Ghost is the one that makes this inheritance a reality. Without the personality of the Holy Ghost, after preaching all these things I've been preaching, you might live here, it will just be like water. 
It is the Spirit of God that presses it in your heart and convince you that it is the truth. All this thing they are saying is true. It's true. It's true. It's true. Accept it. If I'm praying most of the time, I will hear the Spirit of God crooning inside me. You know what it tells me? You are a child of God indeed. It's not a joke. It's not a prank. Accept this truth. Walk in the consciousness of it. You are a child of God. I will pray more. It comes to make you always live in the consciousness of this truth. The person of the Holy Ghost. If you can't walk with him. You see all these things we preached? It will just fall off. If you have not received the spirit of God. Inside you. And you see him with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Groaning in you. Confirming that indeed. You are a child of God. He's the one that brings this truth to you. He's the one that reveals your own portion in the kingdom. He is the one that tells me you are a minister. He is the one that tells me in this family where God has brought you, this is your portion. Go to this people. This is your portion. He is the one that tells me what to do every time I need to do it. So the Holy Spirit is an inheritance. For the saints again, gave us the Holy Spirit to ensure that every of his inheritance for a child of God, he must take it. That none of us will miss that inheritance. That none of us will miss that inheritance. When Jesus was going, he said to the disciples, Hey, I will not leave you comfortless. He said, as I go, I will send the comforter. And what would the comforter do? He said, the comforter will teach you all things. It will bring to your remembrance everything that I've said. He will take from me and he will bring it to you. He said, that is the work of the comforter. So that you will not forget everything that I said. So that you won't forget there is an inheritance. There is an inheritance. There is an inheritance. Is somebody understanding Sing with me, please. I put you in front. The Holy Ghost is the one I'm putting in front. I put you in front. Front of my melody. You are all that matters. You are all that matters. I make room for two. You and I. You are all that matters. You are all that matters. I put you in front, in front of my melody. You are all that matters. You are all that matters. Lord, I make room for two. You and I. Holy Ghost, you are all that matters. Oh, you are all that matters. I see. Oh, oh, eh. oh, eh. oh, eh. oh, all that matters. Ah, oh, eh. oh, you are all that matters. Oh, hey, oh, hey. You are all that matters. He is the one that matters. The Spirit of God. If you won't walk with Him now, you miss everything. I have seen children of God gambling with the Spirit of God. Somebody has become born again for 10 years. Are you baptizing the Holy Ghost? He said, No. Somebody has become a child of God. Eight years. Are you baptizing the Holy Ghost? He said, no. Then what are you doing? Where are you? You just sit down in the church. How do you want to survive? How do you want to take your own inheritance in Christ? Don't you know he is one of the inheritance? As we inherited him, he began to direct us. He's the one that shares the inheritance. He's 
one that digress you, my son, this is your own portion. 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 Without the personality of the Holy Ghost, I wonder how you will survive. Many of us are still playing religion. You gave your life to Christ. You did not press on to know the personality of the Spirit of God. I walk with the Holy Ghost. He speaks to me. Even this morning, he spoke to me. I wake up. I walk on the street. He's speaking to me. Inside the market, he's talking. He said, come, come, come. Sit down. Let's talk. He was packaging me for the future. He was arranging my life, putting it in order. He was strengthening me. He was the strength that made me not to reduce my age. It was so tough for me. I was climbing up. Oh God, I don't want my mother to be poor. I don't want my father to be poor. I don't want my people to be poor. This is an opportunity. Holy Ghost said, don't worry. I will see you through. As soon as I got to the room, I locked the door. I lay down. He walked inside the room and tapped me. I entered into a trance. And he showed me the end of those people who jumped through the window. He showed me. This is how they are going to end. Today, what he said, I'm seeing it working. Many years back. What are we saying today? You need the personality of the Holy Ghost. In whom ye also trusted. After that you had the word of truth. The gospel of your salvation. In whom also after that you believed. Ye were sealed. They were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Verses 14. Once a man believed. The next thing moved out for the sealing of the Holy Ghost. For the sealing of the Holy Ghost. So that nobody will claim you again. That sealing simply means the trademark. A trademark. A trademark. A trademark. You carry it up and down anywhere you're going, the world knows. The Holy Ghost will always go and tell people, you see this one? You see this one? You see this one? Leave them all. <laughs> this one? This one? Leave them. They are children of God. They are children of God. Without that seal, how would they know you? How would they know you? You need the seal of the Holy Ghost. You need that mark to come on your head. You need the spirit of God to dwell in you. That's why he kept telling us of sinning. He said, know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? Do ye know that your body is the temple of God? And that dwelling place of the spirit of God, God get this container to pour his spirit in. So that as we move around, we carry the spirit of God. We carry the spirit of God about. 14. Which is the earnest of our inheritance? So what is the earnest of our inheritance? The Holy Spirit is the earnest of the inheritance of the saints. The earnest of our inheritance. The one that will ensure that you can never miss the inheritance. No matter what is happening. He will guide you. He will guide you. He will guide you. Huh? If I tell you how he has guided me. In South Africa 2002. Early morning, he wake me up. Go back to Nigeria. I did not send you here. Go back to Nigeria. Go back to Nigeria. And the next available flight, I'm in Nigeria. The Holy Ghost guided me. When the ministry was about starting, I carried paper. I started arranging the ministry like other ministers. <laughs> I said, this month is the month of every flight that flies on the air is devil. Destroy you in Jesus' name. Next month is the month, January, the month of this. February, the month of that. March, the month of that. And one morning, the Holy Ghost called me and said, who taught you this one? He called me and said, come, who taught you this one? He said, who is teaching you? They said, okay, you want to join them? You know the next thing he said, if you join them, you'll be limited like them. Be limited like them. You know, they say this month is the month of healing. As soon as the month finishes, the other month, what happens? This month is the month of healing now. So if you didn't get the healing this month, the other month, you should stay with the sickness. And Jesus taught me that day. 
He said, every day is for anything you need. Every day, every hour, if only you can believe, you can get it any day. You can get it any hour. Don't let any man limit you. I'm your father. Come to me for anything you need any day, any time. Is somebody understanding what I'm saying? So the Holy Ghost has been the one guiding. He said, which is the endness of our inheritance unto the redemption of the purchased possession, unto the praise of his own glory. The Holy Ghost wants to bring glory to God through you. He wants to bring glory to God through you. He wants to bring glory to God through you by reason of what he would do in our lives. Can somebody shout amen? Luke 24 verse 14, we'll pray at this stage. And what we will be praying, anyone that desires to be filled, I am not the one that baptizes. The one that baptizes people with the Holy Ghost, Jesus, whenever he sees a life that is ready for the baptism, he will baptize you. Whenever Christ Jesus sees a life that is ready for the baptism, by meeting his standard, what is his standard? He has opened his eyes. He has caused that man to come out of darkness to light. From the power of devil unto God. He has received forgiveness of sin. He can now receive the Holy Ghost. The man is qualified to receive the Holy Ghost. Any man who is still in sin. You can receive the Holy Ghost. You can receive the Holy Ghost. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 23. Turn at my reproof. I will pour my spirit upon you. Turn at my reproof. God has been reproving us over two days. And this is the last day. Anybody who has turned genuinely, if you cry to Jesus today, he will fill you. I am sure of that. Anyone who has turned from his heart, if you cry to your father, because it is the promise of our father unto all that believe. Unto all that believe. Everyone that believe. If you cry to Christ and say, Lord, this spirit that is the earnest of my inheritance. Pour it now on me. He will pour. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Luke 24 verse 49. And behold I send the promise of my father. Upon you. But tarry ye at the city of Jerusalem. Until you be endued with power from on high. Until you be endued with power from on high. Tarry ye. And what are we doing today? We are tarrying. We are tarrying in the presence of God until we be endued with power from on high. Until we be endued with power from on high. I will not do justice to this meeting if I don't summarize it. So the summary is that we are going to pray. Then I tell you why God gives you the Holy Ghost is for the level. Go back to our prophetic word so that we can finish it. Our prophetic word is Ezekiel 3 verse 4 then verse 11. He said go I am sending you. Fear them not go. As God finished pouring in spirit, everyone who have received the Holy Ghost, God expected you to go. Go and talk to them. Go and tell others there are many who belong to Christ that need to return back. They are still walloping in sin there. Go! The Bible said, whether they will hear, whether they will not hear. He said, and he said unto me, son of man, go. Get thee unto the house of Israel and speak with my word unto them. Verses 11. And go get thee to them of the captivity unto the children of thy people and speak unto them and tell them, Thus saith the Lord, whether they will hear or whether they will forbear. So as a poor the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God is not for talking tongues. It's not for you to sit at home. It's for you to go. Go. Can we rest on our feet as we pray? I know you are blessed by the message you just received. We encourage you to join our Open Heaven meeting, connecting to God's help every first of the month, 5 p.m. Deep experience with Jesus every Saturday, 5 p.m. And our life-transforming seminars for all in Sport Circle at Suze E23, C2C Plaza, Mpokiti Road, Enugu, Nigeria. Visit our Facebook page, Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry. Instagram at Savior T Sports. Twitter at Savior Total. WhatsApp number 090 6022330. Email 
Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry at gmail.com. You are blessed.